Hey, welcome back, everyone. Yeah, Dude Sick Podcast. Today we're talking about something that's been really weighing heavily on my mind and my heart, actually, as you'll hear a little bit later. Something I've been going through and uh, just wanted to reach out to people and see if people are feeling the same thing. So I put a little feeler out on my Instagram and sure enough, got a lot of responses, kind of opened up my eyes a little bit to, you know, the similarities of you know, these symptoms and what people are going through. So I open up the phone lines and we're coming at you live tonight and I'm hopefully, uh, hopefully we can get some people calling in and, uh, we can get the conversation going. Uh, in addition to that, we got some music for you tonight. Uh, good friend of mine, Aaron, Aaron Whalen, uh, real good dude, BMX guy. He, uh, plays in a band called 500 miles to Memphis. I, I just like to call him 500. Uh, I've seen him a couple times in concert really into their their style and their sound and they got a bunch of new music out so we're gonna be playing a bunch of their music tonight and happy to happy to get them you know get them a little love and talk about this thing that i've been just just thinking about so stay tuned let's get into this this is gonna be a good one yeah dude sick hello yeah dude any reproduction of this recorded <laughs> What are you doing? Alright, so you want me to do a little explaining, is that it? Girls' pants, sleeping on floors. Black shit, two by fours. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Yo, DJ. Drop that. Yeesh. Man, I haven't heard that in a while. Uh, love that. Uh, anyways, man, welcome back. It's Friday night. We're talking about anxiety. Anxiety, man. It's that fucking thing that just... It's just always there, dude. You know what I'm saying? It's just... You try so hard to get it to relax and it's just oh you know it's always there though and you can feel it's like when I feel when I feel it coming on it almost feels like somebody's got a someone's got a weight tied to my heart right and as soon as I think about that thing that gives me anxiety whatever that thing may be it's like someone is was holding that weight they dropped it and it pulls my heart down with it that's what it feels like for me. That's that's a symptom that I get. And I know that's just like getting nervous about something. You feel that. But th- this thing, it, it's just, it, this can't be normal, man. This is not a normal way to feel, you know. It wasn't really until recently that I decided to really, I don't know, I guess focus on it and look into it and just see if it was actually something going on. You know, if it wasn't just a normal thing. And it's kind of weird to give something a title or label something. You know, when you go your whole life with really no, like, ailments, no medical conditions, no issues, and then all of a sudden you got something that you've discovered is actually going on, it's kind of a weird feeling. It's weird to say that you actually got something happening with, you know, inside you that's not normal. 
it was really weird for me to kind of, I think I was afraid to say that I had something going on. I'm excited to talk to some people tonight. Um, we already got some people calling in, but I got to play a song. Uh, my buddy Aaron, like I said, 500 miles to Memphis. Good group of dudes. Um, but we're going to play one of their songs. This song is actually called Weight of the World, and it, it fits. It fits for what we're talking about tonight. So when we get back, I got a message that I'm going to play from someone. Uh, I got some personal stuff that I'm going to share about what I've gone through and what I, what I, uh, what I do to help that. And then we're going to get some people on the line and hear what they got to say. So stay tuned. This song's called Weight of the World. What's his name? Why the shame? You've got the weight of the world Yeah, dude, sick. Uh, we got this message that came in. I want to play. Uh, we'll respond to that, and then we'll get someone on the line. Hey, uh, just saw your question on the Instagram about, uh, like, anxiety and uh, specifically, like, maybe anxiety involved with uh, writing. And, uh, yeah, my name is Randall Morrison. I live in Redding, California, and uh, I definitely suffer from uh, anxiety and uh 
really affected me in the last two years, uh, specifically with BMX. Uh, I haven't gone to sessions uh, with homies and stuff because uh, getting in my head about just that, like, I suck. <laughs> and, like, and it's not like I've always been, I, you know, I was never the best writer or anything, but uh, I'd say definitely, you know, my skills have gone down in the last two years because of, uh, like, gained a lot of weight and stuff. I gained, like, 75 pounds, which really, like, made the tricks that I did have difficult. And, uh, with that, I just haven't really written. I've maybe written a handful in the last you know, times in the last five years, which has also made my skills regress. And then with that, uh, I just don't really want to go out and ride with the homies because I'm just like, uh, I can't barely even bunny hop anymore or like even air a quarter or whatever. Like a lot of my basic skills are gone on a bike. And I know my homies don't care. They just want me to be there and be happy and... Yeah, I just need to get over that, and it's gotten better and stuff, and I've changed some things, working on diet, working out, dropped 20 pounds and all that, and yeah, um, anxiety sucks, but it can be dealt with, and I'm currently dealing with it, and uh, yeah, I hope I can conquer it, because I want to get out there riding more, and yeah, and I ain't getting any younger either. I'm 34 years old. I've been riding for 20 years, so I'm pretty banged up. So, yeah, I want to get as many good years as I can on my bike and enjoy it with the homies. But, uh, yeah, I hope uh, the anxiety you're dealing with with uh, racing is getting better. And I uh, would like to hear what you have to say when uh, this episode comes out. Anyways big fan of the show and yeah you have a good one bye hell yeah well thank you randall i appreciate that call um there's a lot of layers to that but you said you said something toward the end that really caught my attention and as bad as the situation is you were able to pinpoint what is causing you to hesitate from writing you're able to discover really the core of the issue and like you said it's it's correctable you know you can you can work on it you can work on improving and I applaud you for finding out what that reason was a lot of times dudes just won't ride and they won't they can't figure out why they don't have that urge you know or maybe they don't care to figure it out but there's always something going on and you look like you were able to discover that and you're working on it. So that's cool, man. Um, I'm proud of you for doing that. Keep it up. Like I said, there's a lot of layers to what you were talking about. You talked about diet. Um, I don't have the best diet, but I don't have the worst. <laughs> that's just kind of the way it's always been for me. I definitely have some balance in my nutrition and my diet. Uh, and I don't know. That's just the way... I guess I choose to live my life, and I'm happy with that. You know, I'm always changing, but find that balance. That's pretty much all you can do, and that goes for riding too. Um, as far as my anxiety with racing, yep, st- still there fully. 
just the other day, had a had a big race, and sure enough, man, same thing, same feeling. I just honestly, there were just so many moments where I just didn't want to be there. To tell you the truth, I just wanted to, you know, just wanted to pack it on up and go home. But I stuck through it, and same outcome, dude. Like felt really good afterwards. Felt that that moment of um man it was just kind of what's the word i'm looking for where you just feel this this glorious just kind of light light feeling you know like it's a relief almost happens every fucking time man and i try to tell myself that when i'm feeling nervous or i'm feeling anxious but for some reason i just can't talk myself out of that feeling but we move on, we continue, we push, we try to correct it, you know, you said you're doing that, so good on you, man, uh, I know we got some calls, so I'm going to take one of these right quick, because uh, they've been waiting for a little bit, so, uh, first one we have on the line is my boy Nick, my boy Nick calling from Maryland, what's going on, dude, how you been, tell me what's going on in your life, um, well, work's been crazy, well, I shouldn't say that, work's been slow, but as a supervisor, when my team is slow, I'm busy. Mm. Uh, so I'm always trying to find stuff for them to do to keep them employed and engaged yeah. and that kind of thing. So that's been a little nuts. Um, other than that, just the normal the normal routine stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh, COVID drivers are back, so traffic sucks again. Oh, I know, man. I miss the, uh, the essential traffic. <laughs> I, I missed my 45 minute commute home. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> dude, before we talk about the, uh, subject for today, I want to, I want to ask you real quick. I actually want to just kind of shout out what you got going on with your podcast and you were doing a lot of, uh, kind of self, um, what, what would you call it? Self-improvement stuff. Oh, I'm definitely doing a lot of self-improvement stuff. Yeah. So what do you got? Tell, tell everyone what you got going on, man. So, the podcast was kind of honestly triggered by you a little bit. Um, I have a long commute, so I listen to podcasts a lot. Yeah. The fact that there's BMX podcast, even better. Yeah. Um, it, it helps keep me focused, you know, and all. But I, I started realizing after you and I spoke that I know a lot of people. And I know a lot of people that a lot of other podcasters aren't really talking to because they either weren't major players or mm-hmm. those dudes just – they're not going to just talk to anybody. Right. Um, so I was like, you know, we talked on your, your podcast with me. It was, we talked about the bonds you can create. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, I played the show I was on for my wife. And, you know, of course I was forced to listen to it and hear myself cringe at everything I said and uh, every <laughs> word I stumbled on, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, we, you had said something along the lines of just put yourself out there. Cause you never know. Uh, like where it's going to lead you. Yeah. And then um, in that, I started thinking like, well, maybe I should just do a podcast that's all centered around uh, the people you meet because of BMX. Mm -hmm. Like the people I have met specifically, maybe even more so. And then just talking to them about what they've been up to, what their life is like, if they still ride, if they don't, what, you know, what careers they're in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of that stuff is really rad. And uh, a couple of the guys I know that have gone on to that, that made names for themselves have left BMX and have started really cool kind of careers or 
have started companies that are doing really well. Yeah. And like you, I'm a very analytical person. So it's like, I want to get to the root of, is that because they were good at that mm-hmm. and they had that same drive? They focused that drive on something else. Is that why that business is successful or yeah. are they just that smart, you know? So it was a little bit of a lot of that stuff, like a little bit of uh, being able to reflect on myself, um, talk to those guys, share some just really fun stories and remind myself of the things I forgot because I bumped my head and then mm-hmm. just give somebody else an opportunity to kind of uh, talk about themselves a little bit and mm-hmm. maybe not in a, just a singular like BMX flat format, like talk about other shit, you know? Yeah, dude, I love the idea because that's honestly something I think a lot of us riders think about. It's the people who we kind of grew up riding with or we saw them, you know, a long time ago riding. You always just wondered, like, where the fuck did they go? Where are they right now? Like, I got a bunch of dudes from my area that I just wish I could, you know, sit down with and see what the hell they've been up to. So I I think that's an awesome idea. And, And I've reached out to a lot of people and they've been super receptive except for Wismerski. Oh, I wonder why that did. that's weird. He's he I think he's scared he's going to talk a lot of shit and oh. uh I was talking to him through text and I literally triggered him. <laughs> he started oh. going off and I <laughs> he already laughing. started talking shit. Yeah, and I was laughing my ass off. I said, "See, this is why I should be recording." And he's like, "This is exactly why you shouldn't." Um yeah. he's a very he's a very humble kind of uh dude. He doesn't like talking about himself. Mm. And I told him just to come in there and talk about all the other jackasses he hung out with. And he yeah. was like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, but I'll get him. I'll wear him. Yeah, down. dude. I'd be interested to hear that. It, like you said, just talking about all the other people and all the uh, stuff he saw, you know? Yeah. I mean, all that, that whole square one uh, wide awake nightmare, he filmed half of that. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I want to hear those behind the scenes. I want to hear sure. that kind of shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, what's your uh, podcast called? On the ramp. Sweet. For some reason, I thought it was called On the Deck. I wanted to do On the Deck, but it kind of made me think of baseball, too. And then when I searched it, there was a shitload of baseball podcasts. So I figured On the Ramp was like the next. On the Deck does sound really good. It still works. I like it. Yeah. (laughs) You met a lot of people on a ramp, so. Yeah, and it's like, you you know how it is when you run into somebody you haven't seen in a minute, you you have that conversation, right? Like, yeah. you're, you're talking about everything. You're not just talking about bikes, but you're talking about a lot of shit, and you're mm-hmm. sharing stories. And that's that's kind of what I, what, what I wanted it to be. I didn't want, really want it to be like an interview format. I want yeah. it to be like a free-flowing kind of conversation, like yeah. just talk, just two people talking. Totally. Maybe three people if I get another microphone. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like we've all had those conversations with people. We just never thought to record them, you know, because yeah. a lot, like you said, talk about uh, other stuff as opposed to bikes. Like I, and w- when I really think about it, if I see those people, like I, don't, I feel like we won't be talking about bikes that much. You know, I'll just be a catching up, seeing what they've been up to. But exactly. anyways, dude, I wish you the best of luck on that. I'm looking forward to hearing some more. I know you had one Eric Holiday. Kind of knew him when I was living out in Virginia, so that was sick. Yeah, I got so excited that I jumped the gun and released it, and my wife has been giving me shit for it ever since. Like, you should have recorded three or four and then released them so it looked like you were doing them all the time. Yeah, that's what they say when you drop a <laughs> podcast. You got to drop like three got, or four episodes. I got really excited, and I pulled the trigger. So, Oh, yeah. It's another all good, one's man. coming. Another one's coming, I promise. Sweet. Um, so anyways, man, getting to the topic of the day, anxiety. Yeah. What is your uh, experience with that and your relationship with it, I guess? 
So when I was in the sixth grade, I was diagnosed with attention deficit disorder. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was pretty new back then. Not a lot of, like now I feel like that's a very common uh, diagnosis when then it wasn't. Yeah, so, but the, I feel like around, I, assuming we're about the same age, right? Yeah, I'm 42 now. So yeah, the I year feel like there was a wave back. of ADD that came in like mid to late 90s. Yeah, this was definitely like even early 90s. Okay. Like maybe even late late 80s. Uh, in all honesty, I can't remember the exact year, but okay. Um, I was basically failing like every class because I just couldn't pay attention to shit. Mm -hmm. And um, I thought it was a uh, like a problem in my brain. Like I wasn't wired correctly. And being the... Uh, uh, you know, because of ADD, you're also you usually suffer from depression and you usually have a hint of anxiety and you usually second guess yourself a lot. Mm -hmm. um, so I started doing research in it when I got a little older and I found out that what ADD actually is, is your brain is searching for constant stimulation. And if it doesn't get it, it gives it, it supplies it to itself. Mm -hmm. So shit, I don't know what that was. <laughs> Um, so basically like if, uh, your math teacher is talking about the Pythagorean theorem and that's not involving you, but she says the word tree, you think tree swing, swinging on the swing set. It, it just goes on and on. Next thing you know, it's the end of class and you're thinking about your third grade best friend falling off a swing, you know, yeah. like you're, no, yeah. you're nowhere to be found. Right. <laughs> so, um. Growing up, I was always heavily drugged on Ritalin, and I would take it three times a day during school, and they kept upping it and upping it and upping it. And uh, because I was taking it five times a day, the depression and anxiety was uh, kind of held down a little bit. Mm. And it wasn't until puberty came in where all my hormones were going nuts that it was really like, I mean, massive, massive swings. Mm. Um. I would be like, I mean, screaming at my parents, like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. just yelling at them for no reason. And I didn't know as a youngster what that really all was. Um, yeah, I'm sure your parents didn't really know either. I'm assuming. Well, yeah. Nobody really thought that ADD was the cause of all this. Right. Like they just, Oh, he's got ADD. No big mm -hmm. deal. He just needs his medicine and the life would be fucking peachy. But, and then you're growing up with it. So I thought everybody was thinking these thoughts and feeling this way and, and all that. And then um, I got older, I got off the medication. I talked my parents into um, letting me try a semester, like to control it myself. Yeah. And I ended up being able to do that. Like I did a bunch of research on it, figured out a lot about it and tried to like almost learn little mental tricks to like keep myself a little more focused. Mm -hmm. And um after my parents let me stay off it, I was straight edge, like hardcore. Mm. Like I wouldn't take aspirin for a fucking headache, straight edge until I was 21. And then I had a, a beer one night and that ruined that. But, um, you know, as I got older, the depression would rear its head. I'd, I'd get these crazy low feelings, unmotivated, didn't want to do things. Um, 
had a couple problems with relationships because of that kind of stuff and um, lost a few jobs, was down on my luck quite a few times, changed careers a few times, and then uh, doubt, um, negative thoughts, intrusive thoughts, anxiety, like crippling, and major bouts of depression kind of came in. And I I touched on it briefly on your podcast with you before, Mm -hmm. like that I wallowed in a a deep hole of depression. And it was about, it was about 12 years of just treating myself like shit, never thinking I was good enough, always waiting for the other shoe to drop. And um, I remember probably about five years ago now, uh, ran into an old friend and we're just talking and he's like, man, what the fuck happened to you? (laughs) What do you mean? He said, you were never, ever this negative. Like, it could be fucking raining. You'd be like, well, at least the grass is getting watered. You know, like, you just never, yeah. nothing ever beat you down. And now it's like, he's like, the sun's out. And you're like, it's too fucking hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, you know, I, I think you and I are the same in that we overthink every little situation and everything everybody says. Yeah. And I thought about that for... No bullshit. Probably three solid months. That's all I thought about was that one sentence. Yeah. You don't forget shit like that either, you know? Yeah. So I actually saw it, uh, therapy and, um, this therapist, I don't like drugs, right? I don't want to fix my brain chemistry with medication. I'm still like that. Like I'll take medication if I feel like I'd really need it, Mm -hmm. but I prefer not to, um, if at all possible, I will find a holistic or um, work my way through something. Because mm-hmm. um, other than beer, I'm not doing it, but anything else in my body that I don't want to affect yeah. me. You know? Yeah. And um, so I go into this lady and I'm talking to her and I'm telling her things and explaining my past. And this is going to make me sound fucking insane, but I'm going to tell it anyway. She, she does this like, um, meditation therapy and uh i can't remember the word for it it's a specific type of meditation not like sitting in a chair going oh yeah you you kind of focus on your breathing mindful meditation that's what it's called mindful meditation and she didn't warn me about it she just told me to to focus on my breathing and she's talking very calm and very slow i want you to breathe in i want you to breathe out you know, that kind of thing. And uh, you're doing these long inhales through the nose, slow exhales through the mouth. All of a sudden, like a movie was going on, and I'm dropped in the middle of a scene of this movie. And there are these little, like, troll-looking motherfuckers, four of them, and they're under some sort of structure, building of some type, because I can see the 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 girders and the uh, floor joists above me but the foundation is laying on like pieces of shale and it's like caving in and the building shaking and these guys are like these little troll dudes are like pushing the shale off the floor and trying to like almost like they're bailing out a boat yeah but they're trying to keep the foundation supported and i'm sitting there looking around like what the fuck is going on like what is this and then i wake up and I'm, I must have had a confused look on my face because the therapist asked me what I what what happened. I said I just 
I had a vision, I guess. And uh, she was like, what was it? And I explained it. And she said, that's your anxiety. You, oh you think the world is coming down on you and you are those little trolls digging your way out to support your foundation. She said, and then you just opened your eyes and realized nothing was wrong. Shit. So that was a, a little bit of an aha moment, right? Like, mm-hmm. okay, like the world's not really coming down on me. I'm in a good place. I really don't have many reasons to be um, anxious. Yeah. Uh, I don't have any natural predators. Nobody really wants to come out and hurt me. I'm a pretty big dude, so they'd be stupid if they did. <laughs> um, I have a good job. You know, my bosses love me. Um, I really would have to like drastically screw up to be terminated um, or lose that job. So it's like, what do I have to worry about? You know? Um, So after that therapy, I I just did a lot of soul searching with that. And like, I kept doing the meditation. There's actually a really great um, app for the phone called Headspace. Mm. And it'll actually teach you to do mindful meditation. You can do like 10 minutes of it. And a dude just talks you through meditating. Oh, nice. They're not there to like analyze it if you have a vision. But sometimes if you can't like get on your bike or you can't get that shit out of your head or that anxiety or that stress, like it does, it can, it can calm you down. It's, it teaches you to not like let your, let your thoughts grab a hold, but let just think about them for a second and just let them go. They're just thoughts. They, They can't really hurt you. Um, but I mean, I learned that at 41 years old. I've been dealing with this shit since I was 10. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's one of the, I don't know, one of the most like tragic things in life is learning stuff. And I mean, it's never too late to learn stuff, but like, had you learned things at an early age, how much better off you may be, you know, had I, had I uh, discovered the gym when I was a teenager, like you develop that muscle memory over time. And like, yeah. I fucking discovered the gym when I was 30, you know what I mean? Right. Just things like that. You just kind of wish you could know that shit when you were younger. Yeah. That was that old adage. If I knew them, what I know now. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As, as I get older, I realize all the shit my, my father and grandfather were saying over the years. Yeah. A lot of logic behind it, (laughs) (laughs) but I, I don't, I don't have as much of the anxiety issues in the last few years, but the depression that's still, that still sneaks its way in. Mm. And, um, (laughs) my dog heard the emergency warning, come on the TV upstairs. (laughs) Let me see. Yeah, I don't know if you heard, like, a couple minutes ago, there was this crazy lightning, and, like, dude, it had to have been, like, 100 feet from my house, man. Damn, really? And it's, it fucking looks like it's sunny out. I don't know what the hell, it it was either lightning or a fucking explosion or something. It just started pouring here. But, uh, yeah, like, and it's actually kind of funny, because I'm starting a podcast, and I'm going to put myself out there, Mm -hmm. and put myself in a situation where... I could be like, I'm opening myself up for criticisms Yeah, uh, for people to write reviews about mm-hmm. something that I'm passionate about. Yeah. And I've, I've been like, I don't know, maybe I have a little bit of anxiety about that even too, but I'm just going to fucking do it anyway. 
Yeah, I think I think what I've learned is like if you're truly passionate about something, the feedback you're going to get isn't necessarily going to be negative. If there is something that seems negative, I think it's more constructive, but if you're tr- if if people can tell that you're truly passionate about what you're doing, I don't think that you're going to receive any negative feedback for that, you know? That's good to hear. <laughs> Cuz I thought I'd get a lot more, but everything's been pretty good. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, I really enjoy your show, and I, I enjoy the the thought that you put into everything. You I know appreciate I mean? it, man. Um, like you'll you'll put up a topic, and I'll I'll literally sit there and think about it for half an hour, forty five minutes before I respond to you. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard to get people to respond sometimes, but um, so has has your anxiety ever affected your writing at all, or do you ever feel anxiety when you're writing? It does now. Uh, I get intrusive thoughts now that I never got before. Um, when I was younger, I would always envision myself pulling everything. Yeah. And I had this insane level of confidence that I, I don't know if writing was keeping a lot of that uh, depression and anxiety away just because it was something bigger than me, which is something my therapist talked about. Like, when you have anxiety, you need to focus on something that's bigger than yourself. Mm-hmm. And that'll, that'll take some of that away. So maybe because writing was like this huge thing, right? Like it's all these people, it's all this industry, it's all this. And I was like immersed heavily in it all. Yeah. Like the, maybe a lot of that stuff was being kind of like just buried deep inside mm. and I was being able to work through it. But writing now after the 10 year break, I catch myself all the time. Like I can't do that anymore. Right. I can't admit it. There's things I don't want to do anymore. Yeah. There's things I want to do that my head, like I'll literally drop in with every intention of doing something. And as I'm coming up the lip, I picture myself Oof. fucking like Oof. stabbing myself in the throat with a bar end. Oh, dude. You know what I mean? Like, I have those thoughts, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's not cool. Yeah. And you're like, fuck, God damn it. Like, exactly, dude. You like get pissed at yourself for having the thought. Yeah. And a couple, like last week, yeah, last week I'm riding with my buddy Carlos and uh, there's a, we're riding a park that's got a, a nice little four and a half foot quarter right next to a pretty steep bank. And I was like, I'm going to hit the quarter and I'm going to do a turn down into the bank. And I aired it once, just like dead sailed it. And I was like, all right, yeah, I think I can do it. And I went up and I did the like, you know, when you're learning turn downs, you, you do the flick where you throw your feet down. And you crank your bars and it like basically your bar like hits your hip and oh, then yeah. you stop it there. Yeah. I did that. <laughs> and uh like real quick, real snappy. Yeah. And I got back and Carlos was like, I know how you do turndowns now. Like I, I just saw your style. <laughs> like, he's like, get it, get it, get it. And then I kept getting snaked. And the longer I waited, mm-hmm. the more I pictured me falling. It fades away and those other thoughts come in, dude. I know, yeah. I know exactly what you're saying, man. So like there's there's times when I'll ride and I'll just do something on a whim and 90% of the time I get way closer. Yeah, dude, you know what's a good indicator of like I I, I feel this for myself. It a good indicator of this transitional phase of like I'm 37, so I'm getting there. Yeah. I was at a jam last weekend and they had like a kind of an open like best trick contest and I I had absolutely nothing, dude. And <laughs> I had nothing that I could do. And that I just sat there and I thought about it. I'm like, fuck, dude. 
I've fucking hit that point to where like I'm just holding on to the shit I had and like I can't I can't put something into into this. You know what I mean? I can't I can't do it. Yeah, and it's not a lack of passion or a lack of no. drive. No, I was in there. My head was in there. I just couldn't right. fucking think of something to do that would like be worth the shit in a best right. trick contest. Or or even worse, everybody's watching. Is it gonna look good? <laughs> yeah, totally. You know, because sometimes that's fucking worse. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, for sure, dude. I've always that this is a really this is gonna sound really corny, but I fucking know every BMX rider feels the same thing. So fuck all you guys if you disagree or if you say you disagree. Every BMX rider likes to be seen. There's, yeah, there's definitely a little bit of narcissism in it. Oh uh, yeah, it's like sure. you you if you dropping in, you want the people at the park to to be sitting there watching you. I yeah, fucking guarantee it. You know when you know it's happening because. Uh, I notice it in other people and I've caught myself doing it before. It's like, all right, I got one or check yeah. this out or, exactly. Hey man, peep this. Like yep. you, you want somebody to watch you and it's, it's for whatever reason it is. Even if it's a pure reason, like you're playing a game of bike or you want to know if something looks good, you know? Yeah. Like I would take someone seeing me do something at the park over someone seeing me do it on Instagram. I just always loved that feeling of like getting props for something in person, well, you know, immediate recognition, right? Yeah. Like that's always better than having to check comments out later. Yeah. yeah. It lent like props from someone lends to the overall vibe of the session. Anyways, yeah. man, that, yeah, dude. So yeah, back to the anxiety thing, man. So it's still the depression. It's still creeping in there a little bit. What do you do now to, try to kind of like curb that. So I, I spent a lot of time educating myself on it. Right. Yeah. Um, because when you're aware uh, that something is happening, you can tend to uh, move past it. Mm-hmm. So I'll get crazy depressed, like at work, like out of nowhere, like, and I'll just go find one of the funniest dudes in my shop and just go talk to him for five minutes. Yeah. You know, snap me, snap me kind of right out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tuesday nights I get home at around four o'clock and my wife doesn't get home till eight and I'm here by myself with the dogs for four hours. That's a lot of time to be in my own headspace. Yeah, for sure. So sometimes I'll get a little down and, uh, Sometimes I'll just reach out to some people. Like I'll hit you up a lot on mm-hmm. Instagram. I, I hit up this dude, Tracy Derbyshire a lot. And yeah, I know him. Yeah. Start bullshitting about bikes and stuff. And that usually will snap me back out. I got a little, um, 10 by 10 little corner in my basement set up and I'll just go down there and tinker on one of the bikes. Like nice. Even if it's take my pegs off or something, but I'll put like an old video on. Yeah. Like, you had a little TV down there, right? Yeah. 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 Like, uh, I, I made, uh, Derek Adams came out with those new socks that look like the old mongoose head tube. Yeah. The logo. I ordered those. And then he was also doing criminal mischief DVDs. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'll take another one of those too. And so I've been, I think criminal mischief's in there right now in the DVD player. So I'll just go down there and play criminal mischief. And half the time I'm not even looking at the TV, but I've seen those videos so many times. I've seen them in my happen. head anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just want to listen to the soundtrack. The songs remind me of a good time or totally. I'll see something funny 
Um, and I'll start laughing like, holy shit, I remember we used to do shit like that, you know, and it's a lot of times that'll snap me out. Sometimes, in all honesty, I'll go downstairs and I have a little bike stand down there and my bike is usually on it. And I'll literally go down and just spin my back wheel mm-hmm. just to hear my cassette buzz. Oh, that's the classic move, man. And I'll close my eyes and I'll just listen. And sometimes that's all I need. That'll like snap me out of it a little yeah. bit. So yeah. There's there's little tricks I know that work. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a moment of Zen when you're tinkering on an old bike and, and you have an old video playing in the background. That's the Zen moment for a BMX yeah. rider. It reminds me of working in the bike shops. Yeah. You know, we were always playing videos. We were always just wrenching on something. Um, so I, yeah, I do little things like that a lot. Like try to keep my mind off it. If I can go to the park, the little shitty local by me, I'll do that. But, uh, I've been getting a little skate hate over there the last couple sessions I've shown mm-hmm. up by myself. Yeah. But it is what it is. Well, dude, keep in touch with me, man. Um, you ever feel like you need to talk, hit me up. We'll you do. Know, appreciate it. responding. So I wish you the best. Best of luck on the podcast, too. Thank you. Appreciate All it a right, lot. Man. We'll talk to you soon. All right, brother. All right, later. Later. Let's get into the song, 500 Miles to Memphis. And we got another call waiting. Don't go anywhere. Yeah, dude, sick.
Yeah, dude, sick podcast. Next caller on the line, Reed. Reed, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing pretty well. How are you, my man? I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much. Uh, where are you from, man? Where are you calling from? Uh, I am in North Carolina, specifically West End, North Carolina, where there is absolutely nothing going on. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome man um dude talking about anxiety today man are you uh are you cool sharing your experience with it oh absolutely anything that might help anybody else sometimes. hell yeah man tell me about it dude uh so i mean i've had anxiety since i was a little kid uh it didn't really get diagnosed or anything till i was in college uh when i did you know basically immediately they start asking me questions and i'm it's like, oh, yeah, you have you know, whatever anxiety disorder. And I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, got you. So it just means uh, anything that you would normally get anxious over, I just like double down. Oh, um, okay. And I'm like way more anxious. And I'm just, it's more common for me to be anxious. Like, if we're being honest, uh, right? Like, when you sent me the message, like, hey, man, can you jump on a call? All of a sudden, it's like my heart jumped through the roof. And I'm just like super anxious. And I know that oh, wow. should be like, I'm just, we're just, we're just talking, but that's yeah. just how it works. And I just, you know, you learn tricks and tips like to overcome it and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but it is what it is. And it's, you can't beat anxiety. Mm. Like that's just not a thing. Like you can't beat it altogether. You just have to learn to be better than it. I guess. Mm. Like you can, you know, you don't have to let it control you and control your life. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. You just got to learn how to be better than it, you know? Right. I mean, uh, like you can't overcome it. Like, Anxiety will always be there, but it is definitely something that you can overcome. Mm. Um, and it, sometimes, you know, you can use it to your advantage. Mm. Yeah, I've always said, like, if you're, if you're feeling anxious about something, that just shows that you care about it, you know? Yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense because the things, you know, I get most anxious about are things that I care about, uh, you know? And I, I saw, like, uh, like, on your post, you were saying like you started, you got some anxious feelings like before you started racing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I feel like that's, you know, I get the same deal. Um, weirdly enough, my anxiety, it's like, it is more on the way to wherever we're going to ride or whatever we're going to do. Yeah. Um, I get it more like in the car on the way there. Cause then as soon as like, it's it, because when you, when you start, once you're in the race and then done with the race, you know, it's like, it's a good vibe after usually. Oh, for sure, uh, dude. Yeah. It's kind of this ecstasy you know, so, moment, I guess. Right. So it's like the same thing. Like as soon as I show up to the spot or wherever we're doing, it's like all of a sudden everybody's having a good time. And it's like, okay, yeah. What did I have to be sitting there worried about? Like, exactly yeah. it, it always seems to work out that way like no matter what it is man i've had some definitely some anxious moments where i'm like going to a fucking job interview or i'm going to do something like that and i get out of it and i was like that was fine like that wasn't a big deal right like yeah just you know it's because it, then like you said that's how it usually turns out to be uh and it's just like it, in my case i just overthink it uh almost every single time like because <laughs> I do a lot of filming and, you know, uh, just here recently, uh, I was doing some filming, had some guys come. They were both drove about an hour and a half to get here. Uh, they get here, we get everything set up. We ride out to the spot and literally like on the way to the spot, it just starts raining. Mm. I'm like, no way. And we get to the spot and then everything's soaked. And it's like that spot gets washed out. Mm -hmm. And I'm like sitting there just killing myself in my brain. Like, man, these guys are going to think I suck. 
They're going to be like, why do we come down here to see this clown? Yeah. I was like, oh, damn. But then we ended up going to spot number two, killed it. It was super fun. They had a great time, and it was a spot. And, and as far as I know, nobody's ever filmed there before because I've never seen anybody else there on a bike before. So Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it was a good time. So, like, day-to-day, how you – like what kind of symptoms are you feeling? Um, so if I'm going to be just like painfully honest with you, as soon as I wake up in the morning, like my eyes open, it's like my first feeling is just dread every single morning. I don't know why. Uh, that's just how it works for me. Um, you know, but then I, it's like I, so I literally have to get up and exercise. It's mm. a little difficult right now because I've got a torn ACL or mm. I just had surgery on it. ACL. Wow. But it's like, because exercise for me, that's something that just like, it gives me an opportunity to like, I guess, get my blood moving, but yeah. also it make it forces me to think like about when I have nothing else going on, like before work, I've like got nothing going on. Beyonce is asleep. Like that's when I, I just take the time to think about like, what do I have to have this feeling about? Just like, why am I just nervous, just filled with anxiety and dread? Yeah. And I guess, I didn't used to exercise and so just sitting through it that just feeds into negativity yeah and I've learned that if you just if, turn it into positivity like do something productive if you're going to feel that way and normally you just be sitting there trying to find something productive to do because then at least you can say well I did something productive. yeah for sure so, um yeah as you were as you were explaining that it just made me realize like for me in my experiences like it's like anxiety for me is this constant repetitive calculation I need to do in my head to figure out what's coming up or whatever the situation is. Like take a race, for instance, I'd keep needing, I just feel this need to run through my head every detail about what's coming up. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, it's like the thing that everybody does, whether you say you do or not, but it's when you have a conversation with somebody in your head before you've had the conversation because you're planning yeah. how it's going to go. Yeah. It's like, but you can't plan the future. So it's like that, you know, there's, there's nothing you can do about it. Like, though, you know, if we're going to be honest, I do not like my day job, but mm. I do it because I've got to. Yeah. Um, I get anxiety about it, but then I'm like, it's just a paycheck. So the sooner I can realize like in the morning, like, I have to get up and do this thing I don't want to do, but I'm like, oh, well, they're paying me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, dude. Okay, that's, I'm that's doing crazy. it, but they're yeah. paying. Like, just focused on the positive part of it, dude. I say that all the time. Like, I, I keep uh, this is kind of a, a weird personal work thing, but I've this is the fourth year in a row I've been passed over for this promotion. And what what I do in, in like the industry I work in, man, they're really they really urge you to get to the next level or promote. So when you don't get it it feels pretty shitty. But like you said, I always tell myself, fuck, I'm still getting paid. Like I'm getting paid the same as I was yesterday. I'm good. Right. And I mean, you know, so it's, that's the way to do it, honestly, because if you can just focus on the positive, I mean, because I've, you know, dealt with all this shit basically my whole life. Yeah. And, you know, it just kind of made me focus so inwardly and I was like so negative. And then it just like one day I was like, man, what am I doing? Yeah. Like, I'm just killing myself. Like, just like if you have like, and, I mean, all at the same time it happened to me. I'm like, if you have a beef and you're sitting there and you're so mad at this person, like that makes you angry just mm-hmm. sitting alone 
thinking about it, I was like, that person is probably not doing the same. Thing. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. So who are you hurting here by being like, that's it. So I'm, I try to let stuff uh, like roll off my back, for lack mm-hmm. of a better term. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's difficult because I get like I, I'll get anxious about like giving someone something for free. Like, yeah, that's dumb. <laughs> you know, like why would anybody ever be like, no, I don't want a free T-shirt. Go fuck yourself. Like, I, who does that? So, but I still in my head, like I'll be like walking up to someone to hand them a T-shirt, like just panicking. Like, yeah, okay. What if they think I suck? What if they're like, no, get your lame bullshit out of my face. <laughs> okay. But I mean, hasn't happened as today. Yeah. It's weird. It's funny. The the guy I just talked to before you, he had a moment where he, it was this realization that he was just being negative for no reason. It just got to a point where everything he thought was negative and it took a dude, one of his friends to call him out on it and be like, dude, what the fuck? Why are you acting like this? And then he realized, like, what the hell happened to me, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, same thing here. It was for me. It's like I was being just so spiraling downward that, you know, it was just getting bad. My friend was like, hey, dude, you've got to stop. Like, you're just killing the vibe for everyone, no matter what. They're like, damn. like some be like i'm having a party and you say some negative shit and it's like and i'm like okay i got you and then like mm-hmm. that's when i kind of started looking at looking into it yeah in college they were like oh okay well if you're having these issues it's probably stemming from the way you're feeling nervous about shit all the time like, yeah. yeah okay so it's just you know i had to work not something anybody can overcome overnight yeah but you work at it and you want to if you want to not be that person you can not you don't have to be that person totally yeah it's so good to put put a put a label on something and really discover what is going on but it's also scary at the same time you know what i mean because you're like fuck i i actually have something going on with myself but actually you know what's good is you can start working on correcting it and trying to like you said be better right well yeah man so uh (laughs) I mean, what do you got yeah. planned? What do you got planned for the future? What do you, how are you going to, I know you said you, you tore your ACL and that's just, that just all out sucks, man. Because like you said, you work out, you go to the gym and it really just puts a damper on all that kind of progression in life, I guess. What's your plan, dude? Uh, I mean, so I just hit six weeks out from my surgery, so I'm, I'm getting around pretty decent now and I can do some stuff. Uh, I've just been, you know, same thing as I was before, honestly, because I'm more of a photographer. Mm-hmm filmer than i am an actual writer uh just because as you with a torn acl you can kind of tell um not best in the world you know <laughs> but uh i just you know continually try to share the stoke man yeah like that's my thing you can get somebody else stoked on something whether it be bmx or just something that they're stoked on if i can just share the stoke and just you know keep people interested then you know that, that's what i'm trying to do Fuck yeah, man. Share the stoke. That's the thing. Well, I wish you the best, man. Thank you so much, dude. I really appreciate it. All right, dude. I'm going to talk to you. Yeah, man. Have a good one. Hell yeah. Later, bro. All right, yeah, man. Bye. That's it. Hell yeah, man. Thank you so much again. Uh, Man, this shit is fucking... It's like, if I could take one thing away from this, and I still got a couple things I want to say, 
but if I could take away one thing, just talking to some people, it's just everyone's going through something. You know, like, you never know what someone is going through. It's just really, it's really interesting to me because people can give off this presence that everything is just perfect in their lives, you know, in their life. And you never really know the details and and behind the scenes what's really going on. So basically I'm saying hit, hit up your friends, you know, keep in touch with them. Ask them, you know, truly ask them how they're doing, you know, be like, hey, you know how are you doing? Like, how is everything going in your life? How's, you know, how's your mind? How's you, how's everything, you know? I don't know. I think I'm going to make it a point to start doing that. I kind of fell off a little bit, you know, with life. It just, life, you get complacent with every little thing. So you, you kind of fall off, but I'm going to, I'm going to try to get back on and just start hitting up my friends, make sure they're all good, you know? But a couple things I want to touch on on a, on a personal level of stuff I've gone through actually fairly recently, uh, again, ra- related to racing. I was at a state qualifier. Just me and my son went up there to Fort Wayne. And, uh, yeah, I haven't told anyone this yet, but I was, I made the mains. I made, I made, yeah, I made it uh, my first, um, my first moto, I made the main, so I didn't have to race the second one. So I had a long time to just chill, and like, I got to watch the second moto in my class, and it was, you know, I got the little intel, and I was sitting back relaxing, and fucking sure enough, dude, I I get up and I'm I'm in the shoots, and then I finally there's like two motos in front of me, and I'm getting up to the top of the hill, and I fucking. It's this weird yawn I get when I'm nervous. I fucking yawn for some reason, dude. It's so weird, but I yawned. And it's almost like it opened up this fucking valve or something in my heart and my airway, you know? My heart started pounding like crazy. Like, I could... I'm telling you, it was probably 200 beats a minute, I bet. The shit was like... I'm telling you, it just felt weird. Like, it felt... I just felt so weird, and it wouldn't come back down. So I was, like, sitting there, and I'm like, oh, fuck, dude, what the hell is going on? And I'm, like, holding my holding my chest, like, holding my heart, and I'm, I'm looking over at my son, and he's, like, looking at me confused because he didn't know what the <laughs> Like, I had probably had a really weird look on my face, you know? But if it hadn't... If it hadn't gotten better by the time I got to the gate, I wasn't even going to race the main because it I was afraid my heart was going to like explode, you know what I mean? But luckily, as soon as I got up to the gate, it chilled out a little bit. And I was good after that, but dude, like I had never felt that and I'm like I keep feeling these new like weird things with my heart, man, and it's just really it's concerning me and I was talking to Chuck uh a week or two ago and you know, heavy pedals Chuck, and he's like, him and I were just relating on all these details we were talking about, he's like, he went through the same shit I went through, so like I said before, it's like, you never know what someone's going through, and this shit was weighing heavily on his mind too, you know, and his heart, like I said at the beginning of the episode, this is what I was talking about, my heart is just not in the fucking right place right now, man, that's what it is, it's like, it ain't in the right place, and I'm trying to figure out what the deal is, but... I'm I'm like I'm truly a happy person and there's no like you know there's no 
my life is okay. Like everything's good. I I live a I live a good life. But there's just these certain things that I'm trying to clean up and fix, man. And it's just concerning, like I said. But you know, I think that's just part of life, part of getting older. You you start to learn things about yourself, you know, and you try to deal with them and and mitigate these uh, symptoms and. It's a constant, uh, I don't know, man. It's constant research and constant just just listening to yourself, you know. It never stops, so. We're hitting one hour. Uh, actually, one hour, one minute right now. So we're going to wrap this up. I wanted to leave it at an hour. There were a bunch more people that called in, and I didn't get a chance to take them. I apologize. We'll get another topic out there, and we'll talk soon. Um, but, yeah. Fucking Maryland's Maryland Nick took damn half hour. Fucking guy, I love that guy. Anyways, Shitsonian, I'm out of here. Anxiety can be a bitch, man, but we gotta figure out how to figure that. You know, we gotta figure out how to. What do you say? Be better. We gotta figure out how to be better, man. Anyways, thank you so much. Five hundred miles to Memphis, providing those songs. I appreciate it. Go show them some love. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in tonight. Thank you, all my fans. <laughs> I don't know. I'm out. Yeah, dude, sick. I'll see y'all next time. Eradicate my foes, my lyrics